0: from the middle row not the front row not the back row the middle row this is a podcast about movies it's made by two people who love sitting in the middle row of a movie theater my name's marcos
1: and my name's zach it's the middle row christmas special (laughs) like the holiday christmas special that nobody liked back in the day this this is our version (laughs) except maybe you'll like it this time
0: (laughs) zach why don't you kind of introduce Unless there's anything else you want to talk about first, um, we don't really, we didn't really have a real solidified plan going in, <laughs> other than Christmas.
1: Yeah, so we each made a list of ten. Now we kept the kind of um, requirement for the list fairly loose. Um, we just said, kind of favorite Christmas movies you know we kind of debated back and forth so we do like best or personal favorite I think we kind of ended up probably doing a bit of both I, I'm I don't know if you resonate with that but yeah. yeah um so yeah I mean this could include ones that maybe you grew we grew up watching uh, this could be ones that are newer uh this could be um just well-known classics maybe there's some in here that maybe will be new to you guys but um it'll be fairly similar to probably the the halloween list but obviously christmas themed
0: yeah christmas is
1: is it your favorite holiday
0: I think so yeah i think i think it's it's my favorite holiday and i would say which I'm sure is not like crazy. But I would say it's been consistently my favorite holiday. Like mm-hmm. some holidays like Halloween, and I talked about that in our last episode, have sort of risen and fallen in my estimation. Um and just how much I enjoy them. And uh but but yeah, Christmas has always been Christmas and it's always been just a warm time with family, and uh one thing I really think about with Christmas is like cozying up and watching a, just a warm fuzzy mm-hmm. movie um yeah what what about you how how's like how's how's your relationship with Christmas, Zach? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably always been my favorite holiday, too. Um, I've kind of always liked the winter months. I know oh, I do love summer even more now than I used to, but I've come to appreciate kind of
0: what is it about the, winter for you?
1: Uh, the lack of sun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you just hate that. I'm a vampire, indeed.
1: <laughs> um, I just kinda like how things seem to slow down a little bit. Sure. Like I know that there's a um a temptation to rush or be always busy during this time of year. Mm-hmm. But I think like physically and almost just the environment around us slows down. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know, it just it just feels that way. It's kind of a a non tangible thing Mm -hmm. to observe um but i I think most people would know what i mean when i say that i Um, think so yeah it definitely
0: there's a sense of time stopping a little bit and like i think maybe part of that is because naturally we we like those warmer more comfortable seasons and they seem to go by really quickly because we're always Mm -hmm. taking each day and trying to make the most out of each one of them and knowing that winter is coming and when winter's here it's kind of like especially where we live <laughs> it's like yeah um it's like it just fe- feels longer and um yeah I-, I get what you're saying there's an upside to that maybe that it's like okay yeah. kind of kicking into a different gear
1: yeah and i think it lets us relish in some things that maybe we don't appreciate or give time to in most other times okay. of the yeah. year. So I think that mostly comes out in just like really intentionally spending time with family. Right. You know, sometimes it feels like the only time you really spend with extended family or, you know, family that's far away is at big holidays like this. Mm-hmm. Um And I think, you know, the family ties are kind of a huge part of Christmas and all the traditions that come with that. I think we like tradition, yeah. Um, like th- th- kind of expecting the same thing on a holiday. And I think that's a big part of why people for have sure. fond feelings for Christmas.
0: How do you think that's reflected in your choice of films today, Zach? <laughs> your, yeah. Your uh, appreciation for slowing down, connecting with family would you are any of those themes present in the movies you've picked today?
1: Yes, I think if I was to pick a through line that I was linking all these movies with.
0: Yeah.
1: It would probably be family.
0: Okay. All right. And so I was a a kind lot of laughing a lot of Fast Furious Fast and Furious Yeah, a lot movies. Fast
1: 10, you know, Fast 7, yeah, all those Fast and Furious mm-hmm, are on mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um I was kind of laughing at myself as I was making my list cuz I could already see the pattern developing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. Does um does Christmas would you say like the holiday Christmas movie genre of the major holiday seasons does that hold the like the most movies that you like? you know mm. when we were thinking about halloween yeah compare that to like do you like christmas movies more than that season or like summer movies interesting it yeah, sounds like you had a hard time really making your list though so maybe i already answered that question but
0: i was telling yeah i was i was telling you before we were recording that i was finding it uh surprisingly hard to like just come up with 10 of my favorite Christmas movies. And to like kind of answer your question. I think it's because. Um, unlike some other maybe more holiday themed movies. Or just movies that take place during. Other times of the year that aren't Christmas time. Um, I think I can't remember how I started my sentence, but (laughs) I think with Christmas movies, as opposed to those other movies, I'm not as concerned with quality Mm. and with like a certain movie going experience. I'm more just like, I kind of just want the Christmas. You Mm. know what I mean? (laughs) Like I just want, like that's why there's so many cheesy christmas christmas movies and when netflix produces like you know like like five movies that are nominated for oscars and then like 200 like of the worst absolute worst (laughs) movies you've ever seen in your life and they all are christmas like essentially hallmark movies um and the reason they make them is because people watch them and because people just want Christmas. They just, yeah. like, want to live in Christmas. They want to see something that's just going to, not going to make them think too much and just, like, bring warm feelings and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, scratch the surface of a theme that's kind of vaguely resembles, like, yeah. Family is important and <laughs> generosity and, right. and, and self selflessness is important. You know, it's like yeah. these kind of themes that people associate with Christmas. Um, so all that to say, to think of like a favorite Christmas movie is actually kind of hard because it's like a lot of the things I'm watching this time of year are there are some favorites that I that I like to watch. You know, yearly. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of them are just like, like, can we just throw on the like latest cheesy Netflix Christmas movie? Cause that sounds fun to do right now while like sipping on hot chocolate or like, you know, w- whatever. Like it's, it's more about the, it's not so much about the movie and like yeah. being excited about the movie, more about the whole, the whole sort of mm-hmm. Christmas experience. So there's... I feel like we like,
1: or this is one season where we let ourselves be easily man- manipulated. Yeah. by movies. Just let like most go times little. we're like, I don't want the, the movie to emotionally emotionally manipulate me. Yeah. But now it's like, no, that's exactly what I want this movie to do.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, I also know that the people making the movie most of the time are not they're not like they're not shooting for the stars so to speak like mm-hmm. they're not like um sorry they're not setting out to make like an oscar movie or like or necessarily
1: or, say anything original
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's like for the most part, um, they're just trying to tie in Christmas to a fairly conventional, just like movie about family or a relationship mm-hmm. or, you know, just concepts that are that are just like classic stories, I guess. Mm hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. My list is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like you said, there's a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. Well, do you want to just get into it and start with your number 10?
0: Sure. Let's do it. Let me take a swig of water. closing my water bottle that's a pop it
1: so excited
0: all right um so yeah so it's it's i'm already looking at my list and feeling like (laughs) ah should i have put that on just because it's like but we'll we'll do our list we'll do our 10 through ones and then i think we should maybe just give some like honorable mentions of like yeah you know what did it make our list but so these would be like you said my top 10 christmas movies so for me personally these are the movies that are my personal favorites that i connect with the most and that um are just in the in the uh the cycle of um just like routine viewings um Mm -hmm. and so number 10 for me is a unconventional christmas pick that's not a christmas movie explicitly Mm -hmm. but it's one that that uh takes place around christmas and that i've watched a few times during christmas and that's catch me if you can uh Mm. by steven spielberg so Mm. i talked about catch me if you can a decent bit on our episode about steven spielberg but Um, this is just, this is just a great movie. I was thinking about like why I love this movie and why it feels like warm and Christmassy. And it's, it does have that, that family thing at its core. It has that relationship between, um, DiCaprio's character and his father and his, and his mother at its core. And it also has this theme of like loneliness and, um, a lot of the scenes that are the most lonely where DiCaprio's character is like by himself. He's this con man who's you know, constantly on the run and, and uh, the, the agent that's chasing him throughout the whole movie, played by Tom Hanks, um, they always talk or meet each other during Christmas. So that's kind of like a common theme in the movie. Um, and, uh, so it's kind of like a, I don't know, the Christmas parts are kind of sadder, I guess. Uh, so it, it, it it's a movie that utilizes the sadder aspects of Christmas to its advantage. So mm-hmm. it uses a lot of the Christmas sentimentality and the music and even the weather to portray, uh, portrayed DiCaprio's character as somebody who is sad and like cut off from his from his family in some way um and longing for some of that normality and that some of those traditions and closeness that he has you know intentionally taken himself away from but yeah that's my number 10 nice yeah what about you Zach
1: um mine I guess is along a similar line as far as I thought it was unconventional too. This is kind of a non-Christmas Christmas movie. Like I almost could have put it probably on our Halloween list. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just cuz of the color palette. Um okay. And similar aspects like the setting of it actually looks like it's the fall. But it almost feels like a lead up to winter or Christmas time. Yeah. But it's Wes Anderson's The Royal
0: Tenenbaums. Oh, okay. Interesting. So. It's been mo- a while since the, I've seen it.
1: What? Oh, a while since you've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why this one came up in my head, but it's probably for the obvious reason that the. Um. Vince Guaraldi trios Christmas time is here is on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, with like the kids choir, the,
0: yeah, I'm trying to remember this. It uh, also plays on,
1: um, the Charlie Brown Christmas special.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: It's kind of just that haunting Christmas time is here. Mm -hmm. I just love that to me is that song gets me in the Christmas kind of spirit or oh, yeah. feeling more than any other song. Yeah, just the I don't know. It it kind of feels the song itself kind of feels um, I don't know what to say. Rustic or I don't know. It's just simple, but mm-hmm. just like the quiet not even quietness now i'm just bumbling
2: <laughs>
0: i know but what when you i mean. walk
1: outside it's... i almost feel like and if it's snowing i can kind of hear that song in my head at this time of year but i i get i mean that's one reason i like the movie but i also think outside of just the song itself i just think the themes of the movie and just kind of what it revolves around feels like it should be a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I said, family is a huge part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind mm-hmm. of the estranged family members, yeah. um, even found family, you know. Um, they're not necessarily family members that are in the house, but yeah. they are in, essentially part of the family um Mm -hmm. and just the end of the movie always is kind of a gut punch even just one line of dialogue i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to say it just because it's more impactful if you haven't seen it to watch it yourself but
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know that the movie rings as christmas to me even if it really takes place in the fall so that's kind of my unconventional pick that is definitely not on my rotation but, like, as I was thinking about it, I was like, I could see mm-hmm. myself watching this and yeah. it putting me in the Christmas kind of spirit.
0: For sure. Yeah. It's hard to not, it's hard to hear, like, a conventionally Christmas uh, song right. in a movie and not feel like, okay, this is a Christmas movie now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. Um, And I don't even remember where that song plays in the movie or what the final line is, but I can, just from my my memory of it, I can, I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Great movie. Um, So my number nine, uh, stepping now into sort of conventional Christmas movie mode is... Christmas with the Cranks.
1: Oh, man. So I almost did that one. You
0: almost did it? Okay. So, I, I I'm yeah, I'm curious how much overlap we're actually going to have. I think it'll just be a couple. Yeah. But uh, maybe more. I guess we'll see. Uh, But, yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. It's, I, I don't know. I was just thinking. I'm like, what are some Christmas movies that I, like, actually enjoy and that I actually feel like are well done and like just understand the like genre that they're yeah. playing in because again, it's like Christmas movies. They're just one of those things where it's like, if you, it's almost like if you do anything that's like slight, that's like, you know, a little bit deeper, a little bit more, um, honest, with a little bit more like like sort of directorial vision behind it then it's like already puts <laughs> above it above 90% of Christmas movies because of what we've talked about like so much of yeah, Christmas is just like okay, here's this product for you to like get give you this dopamine rush of Christmas um, and so when a movie can do both things is a great thing. So like Christmas with the cranks, um, let me just pull it up here. It's, you know, it's a classic sort of Tim Allen comedy. Um, but one thing I like about this, like Tim Allen performance and just the, the family unit Mm -hmm. that is created here is like his, he's not playing Santa Claus or he's not playing like this, sort of i don't know larger than life character
2: hmm.
0: which i guess i guess he is sort of known for playing the like average joe you know i guess right because like tim yeah. the Toolman man i would say so but he's always blue collar really quirky yeah he he is um so I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. I just, I just feel like he and Jamie Lee Curtis who plays his wife in the movie, like their relationship just feels very real and like yeah. uncomplicated in a yeah. way that's like refreshing and um, they're just like really natural together. They're really fun together and um, all around pretty sweet, fun movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My parents love this movie. So they're going to be oh, mad yeah. I didn't have it on mine, but I'm really glad that you mentioned it for them. So. Just for them. Just for them. <laughs> yep. Um, and Now that I'm thinking about my number nine, I probably should have swapped mine, but hey, I'll make well, my case.
0: It keeps it interesting. Yeah. You know.
1: But my next one is The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch,
0: and the Wardrobe. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm glad you picked that. Yeah, that's a good one. So,
1: I can kind of... I've been making arguments in my head to take it off and put it back on, you know, over the past few days, but Mm -hmm. ultimately, I think it's another movie where visually it it can kind of fit the Christmas mold. Yeah. Or at least the winter season, but, man, I think the production design is really good in some of those early scenes Mm -hmm. where, like, they first... Go through the wardrobe and enter Narnia. Um, it's just the way that they make it. Um, you know, almost at first, when, when like they step in, you think he's just stepped into a different part of our world. And then it slowly reveals like the fantasy elements. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty decent, um, you know attempt at adapting yeah um kind of one of those classic fantasy novels um obviously they didn't have as much success with the other ones mm-hmm. but i think this is a genuinely good movie um yeah and you know like i said there's tons of like wintry elements like there's mm-hmm. the ice queen or or whatever her name is and you know mm-hmm. part of the story is that um the world is kind of frozen over and you know, how can they restore it to, you know, the light or, you know, warming up Narnia, I guess you could say. But it's kind of a parable yeah. of, you know, going from winter to spring and so I think visually it's it's very interesting and, and plays with those elements well. And I think just added to that, you know, there's some Christian elements in the film that um, can kind of be interesting to think about this time of year just around Christmas um, and just maybe mm-hmm. hold a little more um resonance as you watch it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I would fit neatly into kind of, you know, it's a good family movie. It's mm-hmm. got adventure. All those good things that make for a good kind of watch as a family. So, yeah. Are you a fan of this one or?
0: Yeah, for sure. I haven't
1: seen it in a while, probably, but for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's been a little while, but definitely, I remember loving this like as a kid, especially mm-hmm. when I I think I saw it in theaters even, and it might have come out around Christmas time. I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those one of those series of books that is so ripe with like potential and um yeah they definitely just like lost steam as they went and um i i kind of remember enjoying some of the sequels still Mm -hmm. but it definitely wasn't to the level that it that it could be and so i'm curious because the um latest like oh, yeah, TV series, series was announced recently. That's going to be taken on by none other than Greta Gerwig, uh, mm-hmm. director of, of Barbie and, um, and little, little women. women and lady bird. And so that'll be interesting to see what what the take is there. Yeah. Uh, I
1: wonder if each season will be one book or, it's yeah. hard to tackle so many yeah. books, but
0: yeah. Another thing that that movie makes me think Christmas for some reason is uh, the Turkish delight. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just like that scene of, is it Edward? Edmund. Edmund. Yeah. Uh, even more British. <laughs> like eating the Turkish delight, like that scene. Uh, always made right. me want to try it, and apparently yeah. Turkish delight. Not very good. Have you heard this?
1: Well, I was just in Turkey earlier this year, and I didn't try it, so I can't speak for it. But, yeah, it always looked good. Like, it looked like a good Christmas dessert that you just wanted to eat. I
0: know. Yeah, I know. I know. Apparently it's not good. Well, maybe... What
1: uh, What good movie do you have next?
0: The next good movie... On my good list of Christmas movies is um Four Christmases.
1: What is Four Christmases? <laughs> Have you not seen you Four S- Christmases? You stumped me.
0: <laughs> it's uh Vince Vaughn uh and Reese Witherspoon. Romantic comedy. Uh and it is it is a Christmas movie. I mean, it's not a title, so obviously, but but it is—it's like one of those sort of mid two thousand Vince Vaughn comedies, but it's a Christmas movie. I don't know how else to say it. Like it really just is that, <laughs> and I think that's why I like it so much. It's like, um, I'm just looking at it on Letterboxd right now. Eighty-eight minutes long.
1: <laughs> well, I'm seeing Robert Duvall is in it.
0: Robert Duval's in it. John Favreau. Uh, Sissy Spacek. John Voight, Kristen Chenoweth, Tim McGraw plays Vince Vaughn's, one of Vince Vaughn's brothers. (laughs) This is like, this is like, I would say one of the few. Yeah, I think I can say it's one of the few movies on my list. That's like, I think actually funny. Uh, And a lot of Christmas movies are sort of lighthearted and sort of funny in the sense that like, they toe the line between drama and sentimental and, and Mm. kind of being funny, but, but this is an outright comedy and it does have a core at it. And it's, it's about this, this couple that's like just finding out what it wants to be long-term. And, and you're introduced to this couple that just like, like having fun. They like the, the looseness of, not you know putting a ring on Mm. their relationship and committing to marriage but like uh through these like four different Christmases that they have to go to Mm. um they are just yeah confronted with different things and each other's families and like it's just it's a fun movie and Vince Vaughn is funny as always and just plays like he plays Vince Vaughn and he play, like there's some like legitimately like laugh out loud for me at least uh, moments in this um, and Reese Witherspoon plays like a nice sort of nice sort of straight man character to to Vince's um, you know typical uh, fast talking mm-hmm. just like ne'er do well I guess. Mm, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to give too much of it away since you haven't seen it, but I, I I would highly recommend it. Um if you're just looking for like a funny Christmas movie. Um Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great stuff. The stuff with Vince Vaughn's dad's side of the family. There's some, like, very funny scenes in particular, like, in that part of the movie. Um, But, yeah. That's my number eight for Christmases. Cool. Zach, what's yours?
1: Mine is The Family Man.
0: The Family Man. All right. (laughs) Now you stumped me.
1: (laughs) This is basically... A Nicholas
0: Cage okay. romantic
1: Christmas movie. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, this is one that I think is. I don't know if it's one of his best roles, but I think it's one of the more earnest characters that he plays. Like he he doesn't play some wacko. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. He just kind of plays a normal. I don't know if he's like a stock market guy or like a financial guy or something. But, you know, sure. he's basically living the life of, um, I guess, similar to the themes in, in the one you just mentioned, like not committing to mm-hmm. a relationship, relationship, um, kind of just self-serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, focusing only on his career things like that Um, but and then it kind of plays out almost in my mind like uh, like a Christmas Carol in some ways yeah so he kind of gets um, thrust into an alternate version of his life Mm-hmm. where instead of instead of not committing to the woman that he dated in like high school or college or something he basically wakes up one morning and is married to her and you know they have a family so that's why oh, it's called okay. the family man cuz okay. you yeah. know he's thrust one day from single career focused yeah. to folks you know all of a sudden how do i how do i deal with this life that I could have had mm-hmm. so it has a lot of those elements of, a cl- of kind of a classic um, reckoning with your decisions or kind of pessimism mm-hmm. ab- about certain things mm-hmm. of the main character um, but I think it's really touching um, it's, it probably is like cheesy but like I said I think it's one of um, Nicolas Cage's more heartfelt and um, endearing roles um so yeah we like this one um me and my wife but yeah I, so you haven't seen this one
0: I have not no okay. i I've definitely heard of it after looking it up um yeah. but but yeah I'll have to check it out
1: well what's your seven
0: number seven is a little movie called the Santa Claus with an e Santa Claus with an e uh so i recently rewatched this um and gosh i mean everyone's seen this movie so i don't want to harp on it too long but um i think it's just one of those christmas movies that kind of grows in my estimation each time that i watch it it feels like a movie that is that i remember being worse than it is (laughs) which is an interesting thing because it's i feel like it's typically the opposite yeah with movies where you especially older movies and especially christmas movies where you have a nostalgic yeah tie to it i never really had that with this movie though i had seen it growing up but i just remember it being like bad and cheesy and Watching it now, and maybe part of that is because of the, just the slew of Christmas movies we have now. And, you know, all the sequels that it spawned, mm-hmm. in particular, like, with this franchise. And there's a TV show now. And and I just have this memory of it. But the first movie, I'll just speak for the first one, Yeah, I think is, like, a really original idea. It's a very tongue-in-cheek, like... Pretty cynical movie at its core. That 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 portrays like um, just like like the beauty of like a father and son reconnecting, or just like finding um,
1: something to bond
2: over.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like he's this this divorced father. And he gets his son, you know, probably on weekends and, like, parts of holidays and things. And so, like, mm-hmm. has a son over Christmas. And and Tim Allen's character, he's not, like, in, he's not necessarily, he's not this, like, terrible guy. He's just, like, a guy who, like, doesn't really know how to be a good father anymore and maybe he never did but like doesn't really know how to be a dad and how to connect with his son and like um and he there's nothing with his like you know ex-wife they're just sort of they're divorced before the movie even starts and she's already married to somebody else and so like there's not this thread of like oh will they get back together kind of thing or does the son want them to get back together like some of those story elements that are present in a lot of stories about like divorced parents that's not present at all and it's solely about him and his son and that just really stuck out to me watching it again and just like all the jokes that just like went way over my head as a kid like there's so many in here um and uh, yeah, and it's just like it's fun. It's, it's fun to see some of the like cheesy CGI and like oh, yeah. the ways that they kind <laughs> of get around different things. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's good. <laughs> Zach, what do you think about Sa- the Sa- the Santa Claus?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the movie. Um, it probably would just fall into honorable mention for me. It was definitely in contention originally. Um, ultimately I just, I had to like pick my kind of favorite comedic ones and it just didn't Mm -hmm. quite make the cut, but I do like the kind of imaginary elements of it. Like it has a lot of fun with, um, imagining what, you know, the North Pole would look like and, and like all the elves and, and just silly things like that, that I think are fun for kids and, and yeah, I think it's a good parent kid movie. Like everybody has something to enjoy in it
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it's almost like a it's almost like an snl skit that's been stretched (laughs) out to be a a two-hour movie with a little bit more heart Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of how i i felt about it yeah anyway moving on what's (laughs) what's your pick zach
1: yeah my number seven is die hard
0: Nice.
1: Nice. <laughs> I don't I I I hate the debate on, you know, whatever. Is it a Christmas movie or not? That's not what I want to talk about today. I think both like, arguments are valid, but I <laughs> had to throw some kind of action movie on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I I think it, it fits well like if you were if we were making a Christmas puzzle, Mm-hmm. out of all these movies mm-hmm. this one would fit maybe on the edge, but it fits in there mm-hmm. um I mean it does start heavily like the settings Christmas it the it opens basically at a Christmas party mm-hmm. at you know at their work that that or the building that that the movie takes place in um yeah. but um you know, Obviously, once the movie really gets into gear, you lose some of the elements of that. But I think that the thread of... um, kind of a relationship reconnecting or being rekindled is Mm -hmm. what keeps people um, convinced that it's a Christmas movie. So, you know, Mm -hmm. John McClane, the main character is kind of estranged from from his wife. I think mm. they're divorced, I can't remember, but they're like essentially,
0: they're like separated but not right. like officially divorced, yeah.
1: Yeah, and is there something with like she well, I think they're long distance most of the movie. Yeah, if I remember right. Um but you know, they kind of give you enough at the beginning to to see like what could what could have been there Mm
2: -hmm.
1: where's that going and then by the end you know it is ultimately about them kind of reconnecting Mm -hmm.
0: um yeah yeah
1: so i think that's what kind of holds it up enough to fall Mm -hmm. into kind of it has heartwarming elements but it's also just a great movie um probably not one i watch every year but um
0: so uh i'll if you have more to say about it, you can you can no. but I'll just throw in all my stuff since this is also on my list. Oh, and, sweet. Uh, do you want me to tell you where it's at or Sure? I just so yeah. so Die Hard is is number 2 for me. Wow. It's pretty I
1: thought I was throwing a, a wild card in here. I'm glad you no, 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 no. Uh, oh <laughs> no.
0: This is like I mean it kind of vacillates between 1 and 2 honestly and wow. I'm sort of putting it at 2 but <laughs> but no, it's it's I mean, Die Hard for me, like, is is one of those movies that I return to almost every Christmas. And mm. it is, it is, yeah, at the top of the list of, like, required Christmas viewing. Um, cool. And, yeah, I, I would echo everything you said. And it just has that... The thing that's fun about it, in terms of the Christmas conversation, mm-hmm. I think is is the fact that like it doesn't just start with like a christmas party at the beginning and then sort of forget about christmas it Mm -hmm. it keeps introducing things that are christmas themed like there's the uh there's the ho 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 now i have a shotgun scene (laughs) there's um even to the very end which spoiler if you haven't seen Die Hard yet, you should you should see you should see it. But like <laughs> where Bruce Willis has the gun taped to his back and it's like Christmas tape. Like mm. it's like very firmly planted in like using Christmas uh things and visuals to tell its story. Um but yeah, I mean it it's like it's like the It's like the template for, like, modern action movies, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it puts, like, the sort of underdog, sort of average Joe, but he has some skill sets because he's a police officer Mm -hmm. in an impossible situation, and he has to make it out while, like, saving his wife and everyone in the building. And, um, And he's, like... He's like also this like funny, like genuinely funny guy, who mm-hmm. whose humor comes out a lot in these kinds of situations, and I feel like that. I mean, you just see you see John McClane in so many modern uh, action mm-hmm. franchises and action stars. I mean, you could make yeah. the case that like, uh, you know, just like Tony Stark and like a lot of Marvel and it's mm, the fusing of comedy yeah. and quips in mm. action kind of starts with diehard and like in mm. like the sort of like uh, the sort of like mustache twirling villain yeah. um, but in the modern age and how yeah. like the common man deals with him. Yeah. super and I well think the, structured too like right just incredible
1: yeah i was gonna say i think the concept of like we don't have to make a world sprawling action movie it can take place in one location essentially is also yep. another trend that it gave people the confidence to try yeah which is why a bunch of lesser imitations came out after you know or right. it's this location, but not a building. It's a boat, or it's a train, right. or whatever it is. It's 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 a template for sure.
0: And it's not. It doesn't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger right. or Sylvester Sylvester Stallone. It can be like mm. an average dude, more or yeah. less, um, kind of overcoming the odds. Uh, so. And I just feel like Bruce Willis is so good in it. Like that scene where he's, where he's talking to Carl, the other police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and which by the way, as a, as an aside, there, there's so much fun. They, they have so much fun with the fact that he's a New York cop and he's in LA. Oh, And yeah. like that, that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the movie is just like that duality. But that scene in the bathroom where he's his feet are bleeding and he's on the phone with Carl and he's telling him like what he wants him to tell his his wife if he doesn't make it out is just like great acting. Like hmm. um, he just has, has no business being that good in in that movie. Um but I could I mean we could do a whole episode on that yeah, honestly. Should so thanks for putting it on your list and yeah glad that you had it as well so i can give my my number six and uh my number six is probably my own my only sort of like classic christmas movie i mean depends on how you define classic it's it's a wonderful life i mean this is like how what else can i say about this movie i guess um it's actually been a couple years since i've seen it but uh it's it's a very comforting movie and i don't know how much of that is is nostalgia and how much of that is just like the the era um and how much of that is just like the story? It sort of has elements of *Christmas Carol*, and it's like fantastical, um, and I—I I don't know. Yeah, it just just has a a great message. I'm. I feel I'm I'm definitely not doing *It's a Wonderful Life* justice <laughs> with how little I prepared to talk about it. But Zach, do you have any thoughts on *It's a Wonderful Life*? Can you I... kind of save me here?
1: I am putting myself to shame.
0: <laughs> have you not seen I this movie? I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, well, that wasn't very helpful, Zach.
1: I barely got it off my tongue. <laughs> we literally almost watched it two days ago. Really? Like We were like, let's watch it, and we just ran out of time. Gotcha. Um, well, I don't think you have to defend It's a Wonderful Life, so good pick. Yes. I'm going to watch it this year.
0: All right sweet yeah let me know what you think i'll I'll yeah. let you know if i get around to to re-watching it i should have rewatched it before this podcast because i definitely uh <laughs> did not do it justice in him yeah but i'll just cut out everything i said and just have me saying it's a wonderful life <laughs> two thumbs up <laughs> yeah. good <One> movie <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your number six zach
1: number six is i think the newest one um on my list okay it's animated.
0: Ooh, I already and know it, what you're gonna say.
1: I think it might be on your list, maybe. Um but it is a movie called Klaus. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, okay. It did not <laughs> um, make my list. Okay. But it's it's an honorable mention. It was on I my s- list and then I took it off to put Catch Me If You Can back on. Okay. I, well, I, that was I the wrong choice. I'm I kind of went went back and forth. It's it's a great movie. Yeah, I'll let you. I was it since you actually put it on your list.
1: Yeah, I think the reason I like it so much is because I was really surprised by how much I liked it. Um, it was definitely yeah. one where, you know, you're just scrolling through Netflix. What kind of run of the mill Christmas movie is there to put on? I mean, we've talked about that a bit, but. This is definitely an above-average Christmas movie, animated movie, kids movie, family movie. Again, I think it fits so many different molds. And Mm -hmm. it's really something special, and I think it has really good just voice performances. Um, And it's just really heartfelt. I kind of like... I don't know if it's like a weird... Um, thing to say, but I like movies that play with the mythology of like Santa Claus. Yeah, and this is definitely one where it starts almost. You would think the first half an hour, it's like, is this even a Christmas movie? (laughs) Um, you know, and it's kind of the origin of have how um the Santa Claus comes to deliver gifts to children and kind of the spirit behind the character um Mm -hmm. there's another movie that i'll mention um uh, that's related to it but i think this is one of those that i think is just fun for the creators to play with and kind of put their own spin on it um Mm -hmm. but essentially i think just to give a short rundown is um, there's there's like a some kind of small town postal worker and um, in, in a super bleak like you'd never want to live here town. Um, you know, they purposely paint the town um, dark colors, you know, yeah. animation. It, it's meant to, to, to show you that you would not want to live here. Um, and, you know. I don't want to spoil it, but. And to be honest, I don't remember totally the whole story, but I love how it ends. Um, I think it's just really, I don't know, emotional, and it. it I like how the character evolves through the story. So mm-hmm. I think it just has some of the exact elements that you want um, mm-hmm. in a Christmas movie, and it's just fun to, like I said... Santa, movies about Santa Claus are fun. It makes it really easy to, um, just get into the spirit of, you know, the giving and the magic and all those things, so.
0: Yeah. It's Super well made, like, mm-hmm. that, that's the thing that sticks out every time I rewatch it, it's like, it's very nostalgic, kind of harkens back to, like, an older style of animation, mm-hmm. it's like more hand-drawn mm-hmm. 2d animation but it almost feels like it's doing a little bit of both almost like spider-verse in that way
2: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
0: and it, it reminds me the movie reminds me a lot of when i watch it is emperor's new groove for some reason <laughs> like just the, like yeah this the style of animation and the the humor um while still having that heart um it's 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 pretty sad and like Mm -hmm. sentimental and um and so i have to be i have to be in the right sort of mindset for it i feel like Mm -hmm. because it's definitely a more a bigger gut punch than you sort of expect it to be as this like kids animated christmas movie (laughs) but
1: What's your number five?
0: All right. So I'm going to try to move quick because I feel like I really started dragging my feet on this wonderful life and, you know, just, uh, so I'm going to try to move quick. My number five is a movie called The Holiday. Oh my God. (laughs) So The Holiday is a movie, funnily enough, has been discussed on this podcast, um,
1: it was on like our first episode.
0: I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, I guess I had rewatched it. I, was it around Christmas time that we recorded that first episode? It would have been I after. Know. After, early. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the holiday, just like, just a fun, just like, you know, mid 2000s rom com that again is is like elevated because it's a christmas movie it's 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 probably not you know in and of itself worthy of like a number five on any list but i actually like remember enjoying myself a lot like when i rewatched it last time and um it's funnily enough like falls in that category now of like movies they don't make anymore um i mean they're still making rom-coms but they just don't feel like this anymore they don't have the sort of like sincerity uh coupled with like true like movie stars and like Mm. interesting concepts that that this movie i think has it's somewhat somewhat of an outdated concept have you seen this movie zach I've seen it. You have, okay. That's you all just, I can say about it. You just dislike it. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so fun, and I'm not doing well of talking quick about it, but it's, it's a fun, funny holiday movie, and there's definitely parts of it that are just, like, dated or, like, the humor doesn't quite land, but by and large... um it's just like a cozy rom com and um I think Cameron Diaz is really good in it. Um Jude Law is really good in it. Everyone's really good in it. Jack Black plays like unconventional, you know, love interest, Kate winslet Um and uh in particular the house that Cameron Diaz Cameron Diaz stays in uh is like this cottage in, in the uk and it's it's very picturesque and like very christmasy and um mm-hmm. and all the all the scenes in there are really really nice for that for that christmas vibe um there's a terrible terrible like needle drop in this movie oh, <laughs> that's like like uh i think it's like Cameron diaz going into a bar and like meeting jude law and it's i'm trying to rem- remember i think it might be like Imogen Heap. I don't know if you know that artist. She mm. did like uh uh hide and seek, the song hide and seek. The mm, what you say? Oh, <laughs> that's not the song that plays, hey. but I think it's one of her songs. Uh, that that plays in this, and it's just like so so like early two thousands. It's it's awful, but. Um, but that's kind of fun sometimes too, you know, it's like, man, that, that was a, that was a time to be alive. Um, so the holiday for me, Zach, what's number five nice. for you? I'll, I'll, I'll relieve you of having to talk Thank about you. how much you love the holiday.
1: <laughs> um, my number five, which I'm like 99.5%. Sure is on your list. Okay. It's Elf.
0: All right. Sweet. Tell me it's there. Elf is number one, baby. Okay. Dang. Oh yeah. It. I didn't mean so, to spoil
1: your number one, but.
0: Hey, um, no, it's fine. I'll just talk about yeah. it too.
1: Well, we won't. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those. Um, do we need to say it? We know you, all you listeners, have seen it. Um, but I think this is the. Um, modern Christmas classic of our generation. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling about it. I think ever since it came out, I For think sure. people have been watching it every Christmas. Um, and yeah. it just has a place in 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 the zeitgeist that mm-hmm. you know. You say Buddy the elf," everybody knows what you mean. Everybody knows it's Will Ferrell. Um,
0: yeah, all y- the references, like all of yeah. The- the quotes
1: yeah um i mean it's got james con in it it's just mm. i don't know it just lends like gravity to it i think <laughs> yeah um and and plays with like the humor of him being kind of a grump mm-hmm. and you know and him being kind of a quote serious actor or, or whatever you want to say um but I mean, I think this is Will Ferrell's probably at his funniest and also yeah, probably Jon Favreau at, at one of his best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just a perfect recipe um, that they put together.
0: Oh, for sure. 100% agree. I'm trying to remember the James Caan scene where he screams at Buddy because <laughs> I really want to <laughs> do that scene. Get out of my life. i also love that one of the scenes at the end after he he started to you know james con's conscience is starting to form and uh where he's known obviously for his like screaming in movies and he has that great scene where he screams at buddy (laughs) um and uh but there's a great like quiet scene where his boss at the end is like telling james con's son to like to like leave cuz we're in the middle of some meeting and James Khan just goes you know don't don't talk to my son that way uh and like <laughs> like he just he has he just has this way of speaking yeah. where it's like okay he's finally standing up for his family and mm-hmm. is like fighting for his family mm-hmm. um but 100% agree this movie's perfect in my opinion it's it's mm. maybe the only other than catch me if you can and die hard the only like five star Hmm. movie on my list uh i i might take that back after saying my number four but but it's it's always funny like every time you watch it it's just like Mm -hmm. always funny like a lot of these christmas movies there's like certain things about them that's like oh that doesn't quite work but hey it's christmas so i'll i'll give it a pass like elf just has everything working and it's firing on all cylinders and that's actually really rare for like Mm. for a christmas movie um to be able to do so yeah
1: i also um, want a quick shout out like it has some old school filmmaking techniques that i really love and it just adds to my appreciation of it like forced
0: perspective
1: the that, like in the beginning, when they're comparing Buddy's huge size to all the elves, yeah, yeah, and also like the ode and the homage, just the loving care to the stop motion effects that are kind of an ode to the old Rankin and Bass um, Christmas specials, those are yeah. just really fun. Um, so I think that's why I say, like, like. It's John Favreau at one of his best too, because I can just tell that he like he he's he's a fan of film history and, and knows kind of his stuff, and I think that
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know with a different director would it have been as good? I don't know, but I think there's a, a, a um like I said it's it's the perfect mix of of everybody involved.
0: I don't care where you go, I don't care
1: that you're an elf,
2: I don't care that you're nuts. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> uh James Con, the best, like, best, uh, movie screamer. In general, like, so good. Uh, all right, What's let's keep your this moving. Number four? So my number four, um, and so I really only have two left, given that I, right. you know, already talked one and two. Um, and like my Halloween list, my fall Halloween list, um, I'm kind of cheating here, but my number four is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. So, and it's really Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban slash Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> to me, those are like the two, uh, you know... The, the two most Christmassy mm-hmm. Harry Potters. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, for similar reasons that I picked Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for my Halloween list is like, um, it's more of that like warm feeling that these movies give you, um, particularly the ones that, just really capture the winter season really well and really capture uh, Christmas really well. Um, And I don't know, Christmas in these movies is always just like a nice moment of respite in what is like a pretty dark movie and a pretty and series and pretty just like dark stuff that this Mm -hmm. young child is going through. And... Christmas is is always a a uh, just a nice break from that, and so um, yeah, Harry Potter mm-hmm. just just uh, fun to return to mm-hmm. in the holiday season. Um, and uh, another thing relating to it is um, recently bought Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch, so I've been playing that. My wife has already beaten it and i'm like (laughs) barely through it which kind of shows you how much uh how much i actually play it but (laughs) like but part of me got it because i'm just like i just want to like live in hogwarts this Mm -hmm. christmas and this holiday season and we've been rereading the books together like listening to them Mm -hmm. and uh, we just finished the sixth one and watched the movie and so that's been fun um but yeah, I, I almost more I can say like,
1: uh, Sorcerer's Stone would be an honorable mention for me. Okay, it was very close. Um,
0: I picked Prisoner of Azkaban because it it's maybe not the most Christmassy, but the most wintry. Yeah, like it's the coldest Harry Potter. Yeah, and I think all this stuff was serious. You know, it's 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 the closest Harry got to having a real family. Mm, Um, and so I think in that, in that sense, it, it's like feels like that Christmas.
1: And that kind of drives a lot of his character for the rest of the series too. just knowing that he did have a a true family member that he lost.
0: Right. Right. Or
1: like wouldn't, wasn't able to connect and live with and, and all that. But,
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what's your number four?
1: <laughs> My number four is Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Wow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <you> okay.
1: <laughs> I love Jim Carrey in this movie. I think he should have won an Oscar.
0: Wow. First and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> Okay. That has to
1: be on the record.
2: Some hot to... <laughs>
0: takes here. I mean, I'm not disagreeing necessarily, <laughs> but also, what a wild take for me. Yeah. You.
1: I mean, I don't think that he's like as perfectly funny as um, Will Ferrell is an elf, but like, I think this is pretty, this is like one of Jim Carrey's best roles as well. Um, I think I mean it definitely is not a faithful adaptation of anything. (laughs) But like
0: I mean, how do that's the thing about all all the Grinch adaptations, like how do you make a faith what is a faithful adaptation of a, you know, ten page children's book.
1: (laughs) Right. But so it injects a ton of humor, but I just think that um it is a really weird movie, but I think yeah. the elements that make yeah. it funny draw me back and just seeing his wacky performance um it's very quotable it's in wacky. my in my opinion yeah. um but yeah I like the like I think the world of the who's is very well um yes. depicted and yes. you know, there's a lot of practical sets and and yeah. and tangible things that I think make it special. Mm-hmm. And from a from a particular era, that uh, make it stand out to me.
0: Yeah, that's probably my my favorite part about it.
1: Yeah, um, like even all the who's like outfits, makeup, mm-hmm. hair, it all is very dr seuss and i think that's really what it captures mm-hmm. um in it
0: yeah for sure yeah, yeah. in in a era i guess where like this movie was made today it would be all done in front of green screen and like um there there's a uh filmic quality to it like the colors are Mm -hmm. so saturated and like it's almost like there's this just whoville glow and filter over everything that is very specific Mm -hmm. and um i don't know how or why ron howard woke (laughs) up one day and decided (laughs) this is what he thinks Whoville should be and like just sort of make a world that's really kind of creepy and mm-hmm. weird and evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you said, yeah. like, uh, but, uh, it's definitely unique. Um, yeah. And I agree with you. It's one of Jim Carrey's like most transformative roles for sure. Mm
2: hmm.
0: Um, Nice. Yeah.
1: So my top four here are kind of my childhood favorite, or, like, ones I grew up watching. Okay. So they hold, like, a special place for me. Like, I understand why people don't like <laughs> The Grinch, but for me, you know, we grew up watching yeah. that one, so that's, wh- that's why I like it, and I- it holds memories. Mm. So.
0: Sweet. Cool. Well, I guess I- I'll give my my number three which will be the last on my list and then i'll let you Uh give your top your top three um but my number three is home alone two lost in new york (laughs) so i obviously was kind of between the two home alones um chris columbus by the way really Mm. just owning the the christmas genre and the just childhood just our childhoods kind of um but i specifically picked home alone 2 because i love christmas in the city um Mm -hmm. home alone is is arguably the better movie but um home alone 2 is just a little bit more fun for me and a little bit more like what i want around christmas time um seeing him navigate the city and uh seeing the return of the of the uh the bandits um and yeah i just i felt like i had to pick one of them because i lo- i like them both a lot and mm-hmm. um home alone Two just won out in terms of like christmas and um yeah, there's a lot of. I'm trying to recall a lot of it now, but there's just a lot of uh, really beautiful, like imagery in these movies, and um, yeah, what what else can you say about Home Alone Two, Lost well, in New York?
1: I'll say that I originally had Home Alone Two on my list. Mm-hmm. and I switched to Home Alone
0: Okay, well, as my look number at us. two we are in sync <laughs>
1: Um, so I'll just talk about Home Alone and we can yeah. talk about them together a little bit but I picked Home Alone I think the first one just because I, d- I actually don't know which one I enjoy more but I mm-hmm. think Home Alone 2 is a little iterative of itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: like I just see a lot of, um, you know, there's the element of, you know, separation, um, and then there's yeah. like a character that originally scares Kevin that he comes to befriend. I just a little bit of that is, um, yeah, yeah, like it, it felt the same, but I actually think two might be more fun, because like mm-hmm. you said, you know, it's the city. Um, we get to see Kevin play with a bigger sandbox, you know, <laughs> like the right. whole renovated b- apartment building. He kind, of, kind um, of
0: living the child dream, yeah. you know, of like, you're not just yeah. home alone, but you have, yeah. you know, your parents' credit cards and like, <laughs> can order room service. Yes. And like, it's like every kid wished they were this, they were as fearless as he is.
1: Right. And the scene in the hotel with all the staff and him playing the the video is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the funniest thing as a kid. But right. Um, right. I think I think two is more fun. But I actually do really love the, um, you know, the owner of the toy shop and and kind of the the character mm-hmm. development of Kevin in, in that aspect of the story. So, you know, in the hotel, he's greedy. He only does what he wants for himself. But, you know, we see a little bit of the purity of his heart that we know is there mm-hmm. when he kind of pays for breaking the window. I just kind of love that. It, it's very touching. Yeah. And, you know, even though it's not his money to pay with, um, it's yeah. the thought that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm that's just... the only reason I picked 1 over 2. It's just I think it's hard to pick 2 over 1 in most cases for me, but
0: yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And that's kind of why I feel like these lists get, give you the opportunity to to go with something yeah. that feels more Christmassy for you. Um they both do, obviously, but yeah. I was just we... reading um some of the reviews on Letterboxd for (laughs) Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And they're pretty funny. It's like two home, two alone. He's even more a loner this time. Um, (laughs) The Pigeon Lady is one of the most iconic side characters in all of cinema. Uh, This one's funny. Kevin McAllister is wanted for attempted murder in three different states. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just good stuff and we have to
1: say i think one of the things that makes these special is the john williams score
0: oh yeah for sure and especially
1: in the first one yeah like if you want to get in like that's a good christmas album throw that on Mm -hmm. really good
0: yeah i think the score for home alone uh elf and harry potter are sort Mm -hmm. of my christmas Mm uh score not even rotation i don't even have to play them i can just recall them just from memory and they just kind of live in my brain throughout christmas um so agreed sweet what's what are your uh (laughs) well so you skipped over three three. and one left all right so
1: my number three is the polar express
0: wow you did it all right not a hey. fan of
1: the polar express
2: or just not no i to... okay
0: i don't hate the polar express i appreciate it as a as a cultural artifact but <laughs> yeah well that, you talk about that, it that
1: it is from an animation standpoint but yeah <laughs> yeah uh this is another one of those where you know it was originally a short book they adapted into a full movie, and they're allowed to get creative, kind of with with the story. But yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like this one because of kind of the uncanny valley aspect of the humans don't quite look human, or or things like that. Sure. And the animation is definitely of its time, but I really think that it's just a fun adventure movie that happens to be set in Christmas. Yeah um so you know yeah just think of all the crazy things that that happen in the movie um Mm -hmm. you know rolling a train on ice uh, and just like the ticket flying everywhere out through the window it gets swept up by like wolves running through the forest and comes back and yeah i don't know they it's really inventive and imaginative and imaginative um, and and like we talked about with the Santa Claus you know they get to play with what the north pole would look like and it's definitely mm-hmm. a darker look at it maybe like mm-hmm. there're definitely some aspects of it that are almost haunting to me like when they get there and the city's basically abandoned because they're all in the center it's kind of creepy yeah. like
0: oh for sure yeah <laughs> i i have like memories as, as a kid yeah feeling like it's creepy and some of the ways that they infuse like the live action with with the animation. You know what I'm talking about? Like in I think some of the videos that he watches hmm. of like how they f- find out who's naughty, who's nice. Oh, I feel yeah. like some of those like, videos are, are real. live yeah. action. Yeah, and uh, I, I, that's yeah. I always remember that feeling feeling weird. It's yeah. It's it's a it's definitely like. I I enjoy it. Um, uh, parts of it, I guess. Um, I just yeah. There's. Uh, I think today, like if they made this today, you know, it would it would either be in like live action, which is like a lot of CGI, mm. or they would just go a different route animation wise. Because mm. I feel like there was that time when like there people were trying to make trying to use motion capture uh to recreate the human face and it just was not working mm-hmm. like and yeah this movie just unfortunately falls in that in that category not that there's not stuff to appreciate like you're saying yeah. and that there's not like legitimately fun adventure pieces to it cuz i definitely think there are but yeah
1: and we got to yeah. mention like the Tom Hanks performance. I think is really fun
0: performance is.
1: Yeah. But I I like I think the train conductor is the, mo- the most fun one. Yeah. Um or the ticket taker um
0: Yeah. I feel like but, that's uh, somebody you kind of aspire to be. Would like Tom, to be.
1: Tom Hanks
0: the 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 ticket okay. guy, the conductor.
1: <laughs> Me specifically?
0: yeah would you would you agree with that
1: um for what reason
0: i don't know i just (laughs) you mentioned him and for a moment i was just like you know what i could see zach in like 10 years time Hmm. being the uh, conductor from fuller express (laughs) interesting maybe not i don't know
1: i'll i'll ask the people just uh
0: going off the dome here (laughs) speaking my truth
1: gotcha but anyway, yeah, number three,
0: Polar Express. Um, All right, Zach, what's your number one?
1: My number one is probably going to be one that was in the same vein of one you mentioned earlier that you said you didn't like.
0: I don't know what to expect. That,
1: that's kind of a classic, but maybe doesn't resonate with you.
0: Hmm, okay. So
1: my number one is A Christmas Story. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: This... Is yeah, my Go
0: off Queen.
1: Yeah. Well
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I mean tired. We're we've I know this we've is been long. recording for a long time.
1: But this is the movie that growing up holds the most um special place as far as memories with my family. Um Okay. Yeah. Just at, we can probably quote almost every line almost every scene that happens in the movie. Do it right now. We can't go on that <laughs> long. <laughs> but but um what's fun to me is that each year, you know, there's 364 days in between the time that I watch it every year. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm still surprised every like you know, it's still fun because you don't remember everything that happens. Mm-hmm. It's almost a movie where a bunch of random funny vignettes happen Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like there's definitely a storyline all revolving around Christmas but it's just a kid's life like reminiscing back on a time of his life one Christmas year Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily all related but that's why I say it's fun to revisit because it's like seeing the jokes and laughs again new every year um I don't think you can yeah. say that for every movie. So I think it's special in that way, but I I know some people don't think it's anything special, but to me it's just a Christmas classic. So every year we would always yeah. just have it on the TV and it would play on like TBS. Right. On yeah. on loop.
0: There is that the the yes. marathon. Yeah, right. I remember that.
1: Yeah. So we would like come, you know, go to my grandma's house. It would be halfway through We wouldn't Mm -hmm. care. You just pick up and watch it. And then, you know, when lunch is over, you pick up the next part. You know, eventually you watch the whole thing in one day, but it's just kind of on. And to me, it's hilarious. I love all the characters and actors in it. Um, It's not like one that has the most powerful message, but for me, it's nostalgic. So if you haven't seen A Christmas Story definitely try it this year that would be my one recommendation for the listeners
0: yeah no that's what would
1: be one that you would say from your list that people should make a number one
0: um to
1: watch this gosh. year
0: to watch so maybe one that people haven't seen yes or i mean i don't know that's tough a lot of mine were were fairly. Uh, I feel like well known. Yeah, I mean you hadn't seen Four Christmases, and I really do think that that's mm-hmm. a a good one. Uh, that's it's mm-hmm. legitimately funny, and it's has Christmas at the forefront, and so I would say that one if if people haven't seen it yet, and it's and it's always almost always available somewhere on mm-hmm. some streamer, um, but yeah christmas story i think i i think i rewatched it last year and um i I think i just need to watch it more like it uh it just was not one of those movies that i watched as a kid and Mm -hmm. so i discovered it later in life Mm -hmm. and people always referenced it and i had no clue what they were talking about (laughs) and i had a a teacher who had like in in class would around christmas time would bring like the leg lamp oh, and he yeah. had like <laughs> he had it, and he had it in class i think and um i just like was like what is that and like yeah there's so many like small references in that movie where mm-hmm. i'm like um yeah just feel out out of the loop on but i i watched it and i enjoyed it um and uh yeah, I see why people I see why people yeah. like it. It, it just,
1: rewards repeat viewing cuz yeah. there's jokes in the narration. There's jokes right. in that in what's happening on screen. It's very like there's a lot of things you won't catch if you don't watch yeah. it more.
0: Yeah, and it's and it it's very like storybookish in mm-hmm. that sense the like the ner- the narration yeah. of the like this is the main character as an adult. Yeah just kind of retelling life and so it feels very low stakes Mm -hmm. which is which is fun and like is is i get why people return to it so much because it's like open cracking open a, you know a short story that you like to read each christmas or something like Mm. it has that quality to it yeah um so it's a good pick thanks sweet Well, Zach, we did it. We went through our (laughs) top 10 favorite Christmas movies. Uh, I think this is going to be
1: our longest episode yet.
0: Almost two hours, but hey, we'll we'll cut it down. Yeah. We'll cut it down. Um, No, this was fun. This was fun to get to think about Christmas time and think about, you know, what a a lot of people like to do during Christmas time, which is watch Christmas movies. Exactly sweet well thanks for listening thanks for joining us uh on this christmas special uh, of movies from the middle row um thank you for listening uh and just yeah again if you're if you're one of those faithful few listeners uh just from the bottom of our hearts thank you from listen for listening because uh you know it makes it it makes it that much more worth it, um, knowing that there's that there's some people listening to us as we just uh jabber on about <laughs> about movies. Um so looking forward to to many more next year, Zach. For sure. Any anything to add? Any well, closing thoughts, Zach?
1: Yeah, I just wanna say Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night
0: beautiful perfect
1: <laughs> not a creature was stirring
0: <laughs> uh you should have just ended it there where you had it that was good okay well you got
1: to save it now
0: <laughs> uh no ma- merry christmas everybody yeah. have have a have a good christmas and uh, watch some movies yeah watch enjoy some movies. enjoy some
1: movies with your family
0: absolutely absolutely there's nothing better than that good stuff all right see you everyone
1: see ya bye bye